Good morning, church. How y'all doing today? Come on. Come on, I just want to say, I'm so awesome that you're here today. It's so great to be with you. Also, I want to recognize everybody that's watching online. Can we welcome everybody watching online? Thank you for being here with us today. Appreciate it. And uh, awesome, awesome. And also, I just want to just uh, special recognition today to our awesome production team, all the people behind all the cameras. Can we welcome them? Come on. Thank you. Come on. Just thank you. Come on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Last but not least, Pastor John and Christine. Great to be here at North Braddock. You guys rock. So, so great. So proud of you and everything that you're doing. Natalie and I just love, love, love being here with you. And I believe God has something special for you today. I believe we're not here on accident. We're not here just by chance. I believe God, God put us here together today. How many of y'all believe that? Do you believe that? Come on, I believe that God put us together and God's doing something right here, right now. And here we are with this really cool series that we're doing here, Go Into Your World. We're going into our world. Hey, a little, um, a little ways back, um, Pastor Nick, our White Oak campus pastor, we were uh, leaving the, the office here and, and we stopped at Aldi's right down um, on Yost Boulevard. We went into Aldi. We needed to pick up some things for a meeting that we were going to. And so we were in line at Aldi and, and right in front of us, there was a, there was a, a lady there uh, which appeared maybe to be a daughter or somebody she was carrying had maybe you know some needs and and um, and, and she got really distressed over she um, she didn't have enough money to pay for her items that were that were on her. I mean she was and it was nothing frivolous. It was real real things that like staples in the house and and I looked and she goes I don't know what I'm going to do and we need these things and I just you know I just said well, how much is it and and. You know, they said, this is how much it is. The cashier looked at me and I says, I got it. And I just um, pulled out cash. For those younger, these are like, that, that's paper, you know. And, um, and, I, and I paid it. And, uh, and I, I paid it. I paid the cash. And I said, no worry. I could, God bless you. Jesus loves you. It's good. And went on my way. We paid for our items. And I'm leaving the store. I'm, I'm walking out of Aldi. And, um, and, I'm, and I look around. And Pastor Nick's nowhere around. And I'm like, well, where did he go? And I'm looking, I look back in the store, and, and he, and pa, if you know Pastor Nick, he's so compassionate. He's like, he has his hand on her shoulder, the lady, and he's just praying for her. He's talking to her. He's caring for her. And I walk back in, and I look at him, I say, we don't have time for this. And it was like, what do you mean you don't have time for it? And I was like, we got somewhere to go. And he was like, but she has a need. And so I stopped, and, and he prayed, and, and we prayed for her. And, 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 and what happened was is, is I just met the need. There was a need. She needed money. And to be honest, it, it wasn't that much money. It was leftover. It, didn't, it, it was just extra. I could pay it. Here, boom. God bless you. Be at peace. I'm going on my way. Pastor Nick cared because he had compassion. He stopped and saw the person, and he invested time. See, he saw the open door. He saw the way Jesus sees, and he invested that time to care for her. I just said, a couple dollars, and I'm on my way. What happened was, along the way, this happened. We didn't set out. We didn't leave here, hold hands and pray. We're going out two by two into the world. We just happened to be in Aldi. See, I went in to get a few things in Aldi, and God set us up with a divine appointment. I didn't even see it. 
See, this is what happens in all of our lives at times. We get involved and so, we're so busy, we're running, we don't stop to see the way God sees. We don't see the open door in front of us and we don't invest time and we wonder where God is. I was just going in and out. And God really stopped me that day and said, man, you've got to slow down and see people. And so I'm wondering what it would look like if we as a church would, would slow down because I believe, and I believe, here's the big idea. You ready for the big idea today? Come on, here's the big idea. See, I believe that as followers of Christ, we will, we will go into our world and along the way, everybody say along the way, Along the way, we will make a difference when we see the way Jesus sees, when we look for open doors, and when we invest time. So what would it look like if we just treated our every day along the way as if it belonged to God? Like we were just singing a song, I will make room for you. And my idea of like making room for God sometimes is like, hey God, I have some extra time. Am I the only one here? Rather than, what if I cleared my whole schedule and said it all belongs to you? That's what true surrender looks like. True surrender is, is not that I'm going to give God the leftovers or the special event and program, but I'm just going to treat each and every day as a surrender to God. That, my friends, is the big idea. How many of you are ready to go into your world and make a difference? Come on, am I, in the right, am I in the right place today? I believe that with all my heart. I believe God wants us to make a difference. And we will make a difference when we slow down and we realize that Jesus' life, he didn't treat life as a project or a program or an event. It was just who he was. I want to be more. I want to be more like Jesus. And so today we're going to go to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. And we're going to look at a story about a man here, and he was a man who was rejected and despised. He was a man who was rejected and despised by his culture and society. But he was, he was a wealthy man, but he, all he wanted to do was see Jesus. All he wanted to do was see the real Jesus. And there's people in your world and in my world that all they want to do is see the real Jesus. That's really all they want to do. They want to see him. And this is a story. This is a redemption story. How many of y'all like a redemption story? How many of you like that? This is a redemption. This is for you today. This is for you. So we're going we're gonna to be jumping into uh, Luke 19. But what we find here is Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem for what is referred to as the triumphal entry, what we refer to as Palm Sunday. Glory to God and, and Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. He's a, there's about to be a big party in Jerusalem, and he's on his way to Jerusalem, and along the way, everybody say along the way. Along the way, he, he passes through Jericho. And so as he passes through Jericho, something is happening here. Something begins to change here. So there's a big commotion. See, when somebody important came to town, everybody in town would actually go outside of the town and they would welcome them. Have you ever had somebody come to your house that you really did want to see? <laughs> I mean, when you're watching them, when they pull up, you don't, just, you don't just stand inside and wait for them to knock on the door. You open the door. Come on in, right? 
Come on. Thanksgiving's coming. You got to get good at this. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Come on, see, this is the kind of thing. So if they're all welcoming him and there's crowds of people, there's multitudes of people coming out and they're out here. And so 19, verse one, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. And there was there, was there a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. Now, I don't know about you in your picture of Zacchaeus. I don't, I don't. That's going to be forever burned in your mind right there. That's, that's going to be forever there. And, um, see, I don't know. See, I picture Zacchaeus as like, like, a, a, like a red or maroon velour sweatsuit with it open in like gold chains. Yeah, that's kind of how I picture him. But who was this Zacchaeus? Who was he? he was a chief tax collector. He was not popular. He was not a popular guy at all. See, he wasn't down on his luck. He was living his best life now of sin and extortion. He wasn't somebody down on his luck. He had his best life. He was cheating, robbing, thieving, had lots of money. He really didn't have any big needs. He wasn't an Aldi trying to get, you know, get his groceries paid for. He had everything he could possibly need, need here. And, and, and actually, tax collectors, in Matthew 21, there's a reference that said tax collectors were equal to prostitutes. And many rabbis debated if they could even ever, ever become believers and repent and be right with God. That's how low they were. They were the kind of people in all of our worlds, right here, all of our worlds, there's somebody we pass that every now and then, the longer we sit in church in these walls, we think of them as they're just too far from God. Maybe you're better than me, and maybe I'm preaching to myself today. But I need this really, really bad. Because I just get wrapped up in my life. I get wrapped up in maybe the program we're going to do. And not just see it as like a lifestyle. I don't see the people in my world like this. This is how, this is my problem. But when they looked at Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was a symbol of oppression. He was a symbol of, of political, uh, of, of political opposites. Is that hitting home? Socially rejected. Culturally, um, he was the lowest class of like, stay away from them. And I don't know the backstory about Zacchaeus. I don't know his backstory, but you know what? I know, do know this. I do know this. I, listen, track me here. Track me. Everybody in our world, in your world, that, that lives on your street, that works where you work or go to school where you go to school, everybody in your circle of friends, everybody that you know has a backstory. I'm so glad I don't get judged according to my backstory. Why is this so important to me? Because I remember the day, it was 42 years ago, I was in Monroeville Mall. And I was just walking through the mall with some friends, and, and a man, he wasn't there on an outreach 
He wasn't there on a project. He just stopped me and two other teenage guys and just told us about Jesus. Just sat us down and just shared Jesus. He didn't ask me about my backstory. He didn't ask me why I was at the mall causing problems. He didn't ask me why I was dumping every bit of shampoo into the fountain. This is true confessions. He didn't care about my backstory. He just shared Jesus. And there's people that really want to see Jesus. And there's a backstory. And, and there's a, along the way. And see, this go into your world is all about what if we just approached each and every day this week, mon Monday through Saturday, that there's somebody along my way that I'm going to be able to see like Jesus sees. God, let me see the open door. That man that day saw an open door. And he didn't see a delinquent kid just goofing off. He saw a real person. He saw me. He noticed me. He asked me my name. And didn't tell me to go get my life cleaned up. He just invited me to Jesus. That's what happens along the way. So Zacchaeus here in, in, in verse 4, Jesus is still going into Jerusalem and he runs ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree. Come on. And, and for Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came by, he, he looked up at Zacchaeus and he called him by name. He said, Zacchaeus, quick, come down. I must be your guest today. Come on. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Yeah, some of you have been in Sunday school. Come on, there we go. Come on. And he climbed up in a... <laughs> Yeah, come on, there we go. You Google that later, it'll be good, come on. So he, he climbed up in here. See, Jesus saw differently and he saw a door of opportunity here. That's what he saw. See, sycamore trees were typically, not always, but typically planted outside of the city. And they were very dirty trees. They were dirty, it was, it was a dirty tree. And so here's this wealthy man Man climbing up into a tree, a dirty, messy tree. Do you know where God takes us along our way? Outside these walls into dirty, messy places. So if you want to look for opportunity, sometimes they come in dirty, messy places. I don't know if you know this or not, but people's lives are dirty and messy. Does anybody in here have a life? Is he so, so he climbed up in here and he risked looking foolish. See, wouldn't, couldn't you imagine, like, that's the tax collector. You know, the guy that charges us 40%, keeps some for himself, he's beating us out of money, took grandma's IRA. No, this is the man, this is him. Look, look at that fool. Look at that fool up in that tree. That's ridiculous. 
Who climbs a sycamore tree, a grown man? Sometimes people are willing to do whatever it takes to see Jesus, and and our job is to, to make sure that they see him. See, he couldn't push through the crowd because he was socially rejected. I mean, could you imagine standing there and this Zacchaeus person starts elbowing through to get through there? Come on. It'd be like, hmm, you ain't getting through here. I got my place in line. I don't care how short you is. Right? He's not pushing in front of my family. Right? Mm-hmm. Hey, your day's coming, fella. Wait till this Jesus gets a hold of you. I'm just sharing how I would look at the crowd. I'm just sharing my heart. Is anybody here like me? Maybe sees things like that here. But there's people outside the walls, and, and they're in dirty, messy places. But we got to be willing to go, be, go look beyond here. See, Zacchaeus means pure, clean, just. That was his name, and in the Hebrew culture, names were very significant. Names meant something. And so his name originally was pure, clean, and just. And see, Jesus saw him beyond the labels of society. He saw him beyond those labels. He saw him beyond his uh, uh, maybe social status or wealth status. Because he was a wealthy guy. See, he looked beyond that. And know what I love about this? Jesus knew his name. You know what? Jesus knows your name. And you know what? There's people in your circle of friends, and if you didn't have an opportunity last week to write down those friends' names, we're going to do it this week, and we're going to write down their names because you know their names. And I just want to say here today that there's people watching right now that I know you're watching, and, and, and there's a couple of you, I got your name written down, and I'm praying for you. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that right now. I've been, I've been praying for you, and it's not an accident that our, our, our past crossed because I'm, I'm going to continue to pray for you. And I'm going to pray that you meet Jesus. Come on. There's people that we know their name. And there's people that you know their name, but I don't. And that's why it's so significant that we begin praying for people that you know their name. Because Jesus knew his name. And so Jesus looks up and he says, come quick. Come quick. There's an opportunity, but you got to come quickly. And there's people here today, you've been wondering about this Jesus, and you're thinking about him, and you think, well, i got plenty of time. i got plenty of time before I die I will meet him. And there's, there's somebody that I regularly pray for, somebody I regularly talk to Jesus about. And, um, and, and he always says, I got time before I die. He tells me that all the time. I say, man, you don't know when that's coming. And he says, well, right before I die, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll say, man, you better not wait. Because I might not be right down the street. And it's breaking my heart right now because I, the ambulance was at his house about a week ago. I haven't seen him. I can't find out where he is right now. It's breaking my heart. It's breaking me because I know his name, and I don't know where he is, and I don't know where his life with Jesus, I don't know about what's going to happen to him after he dies right now, and it's bothering me. Do those things bother us? 
So come quickly, and, and a lot of times we think we have time, but what Jesus is saying, now's the opportunity. You gotta, you gotta go now, and I must go to your house. There's an urgency, there's something going on here that I got to do here. I want to go to your house. That's what's so significant here. And this is a picture of He's a notorious sinner. And you have to realize when Jesus went into Jericho, most likely there was somebody that was supposed to house Jesus for dinner. And couldn't you imagine being the one Jesus is supposed to come to my house, and all of a sudden he's telling this Zacchaeus guy he's going to their house. We cleaned the whole house. Right? I mean, we cleaned everything. And we spent, we spent two weeks' worth of groceries just on him. Come on, picture you right now. He's going, where? Zacchaeus? That wee little man? Come on. But this is Jesus we're talking about. And along the way, he's saying, quickly, I want to go to your house. And this is what makes grace so amazing. It's not the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for everybody in the world. What makes amazing grace amazing is that he knew me, he knew what I was like, and he still died for me anyhow. That's amazing grace. That's what makes it so crazy great. That's what makes amazing grace. But when we stop taking it personal, we lose that here. Come on, I must go. Why must we go? I'm going to give you my reasons because heaven and hell are real. They're real places. And at Bridge City Church, we believe in a real heaven and a real hell. And once we do, it's a game changer. This isn't, this isn't an event we do. This isn't a program we do. No, we're here to equip you and to send you out into your world from here. As a matter of fact, uh, above every, every door that leaves this place, what we should put there is welcome to the mission field. Because we get in our minds the mission field is over across an ocean or it's in a different country when really right now, and I don't know where you live, but your mission field is right where you live. Right? Yeah, heaven and hell are real. And, and somebody extended that grace to me, so why shouldn't I extend it to others here? Why don't, why, why don't I leverage everything for eternity? No, when we leverage everything for eternity, that's the deal here. And, 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 and Jesus is like, come on, man. I'm going to go to your house. I, I want to eat with you. Jesus believed in missional eating. How many of y'all believe in missional eating? Come on. Mm. Yeah. It's gonna, he had to invest time because most likely he was going one direction. He was like, oh, no, I'm, now I'm going to go back. I'm going to put off my accolades in the triumphal entry so I can really do what matters for the one. I'm not able to reach the whole world but I can reach the one. How about you? The one. The one. That's what this is really about. It's about the one that we know their name here. He stopped for somebody. 
he saw an open door. And so in verse 16, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and he, he took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Verse 7, but the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Now this is proof that Zacchaeus was single because he didn't stop and say, let me text my wife before you come to my house, okay? This is my proof he's single, just my thoughts, okay? Come on over. He didn't care what the house looked like. Those were the single days. Come on, somebody. He didn't stop and say, ah, hold on. Hey, babe. Uh, we're going to have a guest. Who's coming? Jesus. I don't have anything in the house. We'll do Uber Eats. No, he's like, in, in, in the culture, in the Eastern culture, this was normal. This was normal. To, like, hey, I'm coming to your house. We should go back to this kind of culture. Come on, this is how we should come. We should come to church and say, I'm coming to your house today. <laughs> Nobody does that in our culture, right? Jesus like, quickly, come down here. I'm going to your house. It's like, oh, come down. It's like, let's go. He's filled with excitement. He's so excited because Jesus is coming. And you know what happens sometimes? The longer we sit in these walls and we forget about the sycamore trees outside these walls where dirty and messy people's lives are, is we, is we, we lose the joy and excitement. And when we lose the joy and excitement of being a follower of Jesus, and Jesus is coming to my house, and Jesus wants to live with me, we got to go back and find it. Come on, we got to go back, and we got to realize where's there's joy. There's joy. Now, let me tell you where there's joy. There's joy when one sinner repents, Luke chapter 15, verse 7. When one sinner repents, there's a party in heaven. Who doesn't like a party? I know, some of you introverts are like, what kind of party? You know, <laughs> the introverts are, is this a reading party? Are we going to read all evening? Um, no, it's not a reading party. It's like, well, it's, a, it's a party party. Come on, it's joy and excitement and, and, and it's fun. We lose this, right? We lose it because it's like, oh, Oh, Jesus is coming. Oh, this. I, I, 42 years, I haven't lost my joy and excitement that Jesus is coming to my house. Come on, somebody. Come on, that's what we're going to be excited about. Come on, it's joy, it's fun, and so he's excited, but everybody's grumbling. Could you imagine the person who just made dinner for Jesus, and you just got ghosted by Jesus? And I don't mean holy ghosted. I mean ghosted, ghosted. Come on. I was like, I thought he was coming to my house. He's going to Zacchaeus' house. See, Jesus saw a different way. And if we're going to go into our world and along the way, say along the way, we will make a difference when we see the way Jesus sees and when we look for doors that are open and when we invest time. And Jesus did just that. He is pumped here. Do you know what we need to do? And every now and then, we got to revisit the before Jesus you. Every now and then, we need to remember what we were like before Jesus. Every now and then, we need to remember what it was like to be, and, and I'm going to use a, a Christianese term if I can, but, but when you were just lost, 
when you were in darkness. We gotta go back and visit that you and remind ourselves why we're so excited about as many people as possible coming to meet him. And so Zacchaeus gives us an example of how we receive Jesus. He knew he was a sinner, right? He knew it. Am I right? He knew he was a sinner, absolutely. He responded to the invitation. So you gotta respond to the invitation. And then we're gonna get to a couple other things here about repentance and restoration here. But people grumbled. But this was Jesus' M.O. When he met Matthew, another tax collector, in Luke chapter five, in Luke chapter five, he met a tax collector here, and Levi gave a large dinner. Don't you love Jesus? Everywhere Jesus is going, he's having dinner. Come on. Yeah, and everybody there, Taxmen and other disreputable characters as guests. And the Pharisees and their religion scholars came to the disciples greatly offended. What is he doing eating and drinking with misfits and sinners? He was investing time with them. And Jesus heard it up, heard this, and he said, excuse me, excuse me. Who needs a doctor, the healthy or the sick? I'm here inviting outsiders not insiders, to an invitation of a changed life. Changed from the inside out. Come on. There are invitations on your seats here. There's invitations here, and they are not for you. We know you know about this place. Come on, I want you to get an invitation. Reach over the row or grab one or... And, Take it off your neighbor or hold it together. I don't know. There's, there's some laying here. I want you to hold this, and I want you to look at it, and, and I want you to think of the person who you can invite, who's on the outside that's waiting to be a changed life. Are you with me? I want you to think about that person that you can invite. I want you to think about that person you can invite to a, a changed life, because that's what we're doing here. Wow. And, 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 and so... And so going back to Luke 19, verse 8, meanwhile Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, salvation has come to your home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. That's why he came. That's why he came. That's why he's here. And that's why we're here. We're here for those on the outside here. And, and, and so Jesus knocked on the heart of Zacchaeus and he opened it and there would begin to be a change. And I believe repentance happened because repentance happens when you begin to change. It's a, it's a decision of your mind that results in, a, in, in, in change of direction and purpose and mission change in your life. But I know this, that when Jesus gets a hold of your money, you really got changed. <laughs> Am I right? Come on, your money is the last thing to get converted. It is, all the time. Your money is the last thing, but when your money gets converted and you become a generous giver, we know you done got converted. All of you. That's what happened. That, that's the story, right? Is that the story? 
he said, he said I'm, I'm going to do it. He wasn't just about like, I'm just going to do technically what's needed. He, he became a generous giver because repentance is like that. That's what he did. That's who he was here. It's a sign of a changed life here. And we forget what salvation really is. Salvation, it's deliverance, preservation, God's rescue, which delivers believers out of danger and into safety. We call this crossing the bridge. And we're going to create as many bridges as possible to get as many people as possible to Jesus. And this is, I'm going to make you a promise right here. And I make this promise to all of our campuses. I said, look, if you will do your best to bring as many of your friends here. And maybe somebody here today, you were invited by, by, by somebody. You weren't sure what you were stepping into, but you stepped into a, a holy moment where God is up to great things. If you do your best and you bring all your friends here, Pastor John and I, we will do our best not to embarrass you. Is that good? We're going to do our best not to embarrass you. We're going to do our best to present Jesus to your friends. So you go get them, and we're going to do that too, because that's what I've been doing. And so we're going to do this together, and then you bring them here, and we're just going to do our best, and we're, going to, we're, we're not going to be nicer than Jesus. We're still going to have some truth and grace, because God is still into the changing lives business. But we're not going to tell people to go get their lives cleaned up before they can have dinner with Jesus. Because what did Zacchaeus got? He got a relationship with Jesus, a face-to-face relationship. He didn't just get a church service to go to. He got a relationship, and that's what the world around us is craving. So as we go into our world, we're restoring people's relationship with God. Zacchaeus, I believe, I believe he went back to being pure and holy and just that day the way God created him to be. Because Jesus looked past the label, he looked past those things, he saw a different way, he saw the open door, he invested time into that, and look what happened, a changed life. I thought you'd be a little more excited. (laughs) Come on. Come on, do we see that's possible? Do you know, I don't know about you, but there's reasons I don't do it, I get busy. I just get busy. Why are the reasons we don't do it? I get busy. Um, I see people the way I see them, right? Why don't we look the way Jesus looks? Because I see people in dirty places and I say, they probably deserve that. These These are my areas I'm repenting for. I'm repenting. Maybe you could repent with me. Anybody here want to repent with me today? Come on. And I see people, they deserve this or they deserve that or, or God will never use me. These are my reasons. This is my reason. God will never use me. God could never do that with me. Pastor Rick's special. My wife, Natalie, is here. She will tell you I'm not that special. Okay, I'm just telling you right now. She, I'm not more special than you are. The same Jesus that died for you died for me. That's it. I just got to look and see the way Jesus sees and God, I want to see those open doors. So this is what we're going to do. And um, there it is right there. Go, we're, how many of y'all are ready to go into your world? How many of y'all are ready to go into your world? Come on, come on. Okay, so there's a card here. It's an empty card. And you can either write it out here or I put mine in my phone. I have my answers in my phone. And these are the questions. Where do you live? No, I want you to write this down because I want you to see your world. I want you to write down like your address. I literally, I wrote down, I, I know where I live, but I wrote it down because that is where God put me. 
God placed me there. I didn't choose to be there. My life belongs to him. I am surrendered, so I wrote that down. It's in my phone. I wrote it, 212-LEESIDE. And then where do you work? Where do you go to school? I want you to write down your workplace. What if we treated your workplace like it was your mission field? Like they paid you to represent Jesus there. What if? And then I want you to write down your circles, your city, your community, your committees, your people. There's people on my list. I play tennis with regularly. I get a chance to share Jesus with them all the time. There's one man, my, my brother Gary starts sharing with him, and then I, he goes, your, your brother likes to proselytize people. I said, yeah, I know. And then I start sharing Jesus. He goes, now you're like your brother. Yeah, I know. That's my circle. And then I'm going to make a list. Do you have a list of people written? No, how many people have a Do you have a list? Because I'm going to tell you every connection group, this is what we're doing the whole month. The connection group last week, every group, this, every, every connection group is doing this. This is what our church is doing. We're praying for people far from God. So every group is going to spend time praying for those outside our walls in dirty places that maybe society has given up on or they're rich or they're wealthy or all this other stuff. And we're going to go back to this list. How many of y'all have your list? How many of you will get a list? No, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. Like, I, I, I'm not here to impress you today. I'm here to lead you in a direction. This is what we're doing. You're going to hear this every single week. This Every single Sunday, we're going to talk about this. Why? Because we're going to go past the stigma of, of, of who we are. Can you stand to your feet with me right now? How many of y'all... How many of y'all encouraged? See, Jesus didn't do it out of obligation. We're not going to do it out of obligation. We're going to do it out of joy. And so... I'm gonna ask Pastor Ben to come up here and Thomas and Michaela, y'all come up here. I'll, I'll tell you what you're gonna do in a second. This is fun. Oh, uh, Pastor John, can I have the microphone? Is that okay? <laughs> Thank you. And um, so if you're here today, you wanna to go into your world. You wanna go into your world. You're gonna make a list and you're gonna pray. And you're gonna believe God. I want you to quickly make your way down. Quickly make your way up. And if you're, you're online, just, you know, Wave your hand, click, I'm in. You click however you want to respond there. Come on. If you want to go into your world, I want you to get out of your, real quick. Come quickly, just like Jesus. Go quickly. Don't miss the opportunity. Because in, in Revelation chapter 3, this is it. Revelation chapter 3, Jesus is like, I call you to account, prod and correct and guide. And about face, run after God. So I'm looking at these people. I'm going to say, we're going to run after God. How many of y'all want to run after God? Okay. Now, look at me. I stand at the door and knock. If you'll open the door, I'll come in and I'll be with you. Now, there's people here today, you're far from God. You know it, your mom knows it, your sisters know it, your brothers know it, everybody knows it. And, and I'm just telling you right now that, that, that if you want to get right with God, there's going to be an opportunity here in just a few minutes. But the rest of us, we're going to pray. And so, so Pastor Ben is going to do a 60-second prayer. And he's going to pray that we're going to see the way Jesus sees. Okay. Michaela is going to do a 60-second prayer. I'm going to hand the microphone to her. She's going to pray that we're going to see the open doors in our lives. 60 seconds. And then Thomas is going to pray. He's just going to do a 60-second prayer of God help us invest our lives into those people around us. So they're going to lead us in a prayer so we can pray this. Are you with me? So get, get, pretend like you like each other. Come on, there we go. 
So what I want you to do is, I, this is active time. I just want you to open up to God. Come on, just open up to God. Say, here, God, here I am. Lord God, I'm here. So 60-second prayers. Help us see the way Jesus sees. Let's pray, church. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you, Lord. We ask that you would give us the eyes to see. Help us to see people within our communities and our circle of influence, Lord. Help us to be moved with compassion. Lord, help us to our hearts to break. Help us to be aware. Help us, Lord, help us to be ready in season and out of season, but to be able to be available and faithful and, and teachable in these moments to, to share and see people the way you see them, Lord. Help us to be bold. Help us to be confident. Help us to have the courage to see as you see, Lord. Empower us. We pray for your spirit to fall fresh upon us to give us your perspective and the way you see people, Lord. Help us, Lord Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now let's now let's pray for open doors. Let us see the open doors. Father God, you are so good. I pray that you will just raise the veil from our eyes, Father God, that you will give us not only the opportunities to see your open doors, Lord, but you will give us the courage to surrender to you, Father God, that you will allow us to say yes and yes, just like you said yes to us whenever you died on the cross for us, regardless of our transgressions, Lord. Give us the opportunity to spread your word to people that may not know you though we feel like we're not we're not called to it but you have called it to us god you have equipped us father god and in your name we pray amen amen now invest our time come on we're going to pray that god is going to invest our time into people come on dear heavenly father i pray for the people in this room that you put a glow upon them that when they go out into the missions field of this world outside of these doors that people look at them and they see a light that they've never seen before, that they feel a love that they've never felt before. Impress the people in this room and impress the people outside of this room to be able to hear your word speak through believers, Lord. Give us the strength to be able to go out and show the world how gracious you are, Lord. We are your warriors. We are your army. And we are going to battle and battle and battle until the lost are found, Lord. Give us the confidence, give us the strength, and show the world who you truly are, Lord. In your heavenly name we pray, amen. Amen. As Pastor John makes his way up here, just stay right where you are. Let's pray this prayer. Let's all say, Father God, send me into my world. And along the way, help me see the way Jesus sees. And look for every opportunity and invest my time. Thank you, Jesus, for sending me into my world. In Jesus' name, come on, let's give God a great big hand. Come on, let's just thank him right now. You guys can go. Thank you so much. Come on, let's just thank him so much. Thank you, thank you. You guys are so awesome, great. Have a seat, and Pastor John is going to wrap us up here today. Amen, Thanks. amen.